0: hello and welcome to episode 76 of the ego child podcast my name is Preston Byers and as always i'm joined by my co-host Justin Binkowski and on today's episode we are recapping the call of duty league's fourth major and a pretty historic result uh and i i didn't know it was going to be historic but it turned out to be historic um but before we get to any of that how are you doing Bink?
1: i'm doing all right just ready to hop right in it was a pretty good weekend
0: uh yeah it wasn't a great weekend for your sports teams but it certainly was a good weekend for the cdl uh the fourth major i believe over a quarter of a million uh viewers at least in the grand finals between uh the los angeles thieves and optic texas two of the most popular teams in the league uh it couldn't really have worked out better for the cdl considering all the circumstances of this uh major it was supposed to be in new york if i remember correctly and uh things you know, fell apart there, uh, ended up happening in Columbus without any fans, but, uh, still a lot of fans tuning in around the world. Um, and, um, you know, these, these, uh, majors, uh, recap that we do, uh, we always kind of try to, we don't cover like match by match because that would kind of be a little boring. Um, and it doesn't really fit, but, um, the grand finals, LAT versus optic LAT they beat Optic in the winner's finals, and then they end up winning 4-2 in the grand finals. Um, you know, kind of just speaking broadly about LAT, and we can kind of get into specifics here in a little bit, but what did you think of LAT, considering they haven't had kind of the breakout performance um, that we expected from them maybe earlier on this season? I think that that's
1: the narrative right now around them is that um they they were finally able to piece something together right like in my head they didn't have the best um major two online qualifiers but they go on this historic loser's bracket run in Boston to get second place at that event um and then last major they I think they did decently in the online qualifiers I think they might have been the two seed um I can't really remember what's I head, but I'm pretty so, sure, yeah. you know, it, it was just like opposite, like didn't do great online. Major two qualifiers did well at the LAN and they did better in the online qualifiers for major three, but then they got top eight. Um, last major had that historic hard point choke to the Vegas Legion. So um, this was finally one time though, where they had, they performed well in the online qualifiers and it translated into the um, uh, a major championship so congrats to the thieves um it's a it's a scary thought too for the rest of the league you gotta imagine that if if this is like a common trend of the thieves heating up towards the end of the season and and uh finally hitting their peak then um you know that's that's something that's got to be in the back of the minds of a lot of these teams are, are they you know the Thieves won major four last year. There was no major five. So they won major four and then champs. Um, is this a sign of the Thieves potentially doing the same thing again this year? Who knows? But um, that's definitely a cool narrative in, in my opinion.
0: And I think we should mention that the reason I said it was a historic major or yeah, a historic major and a historic result was uh, Thieves, obviously they won champs last year. Uh, and they won Major Four this year. They are now the first team ever to have won champs and then win an event the following year, which you pointed out in our group chat. Um, it just kind of like that's it it, it. it sounds ludicrous, really, because it has been 10 champs, I believe, or or I think this might be the 10th champ uh, champs event. Um, but we've had a decade of these world championship events and nobody's really been able to like stick together and get to the next year and win an event. Um, But it makes sense because a lot of those teams don't stick together long term. Like in Call of Duty in general, teams are not, uh, you know, the most stable, let's put it, uh, you know, Frank. Like a lot of these uh, teams break up within months of winning events uh, or just make uh, one change, which obviously changes everything about like their roster. Uh, but for LAT, for them to do it, I believe that was what June, or maybe June, July, and then I believe champs was in August, and then to come around eight to ten months later and win another event, I think that's really impressive. Were you surprised to hear, uh, just like off offhand, like were you surprised that no team has ever been able to do that?
1: No, I, I think it is, you know, in context, like you think about so Black Ops two, Ghosts and AW is when champs was still mid season or the beginning mm-hmm. of the year. Um, so obviously Fariko wins in Black Ops Two, they they don't really last long after that because that's when the Cold Dynasty starts. Uh Cold Dynasty without Clayster wins in ghosts and then they do win an event later in the year i believe with eg um but obviously that's like the same year it's the same game as they won their championship on um and then obviously a lot of uh the, that coal team goes to optic at least you know T P goes to optic nation krim goes to main optic um so that team breaks up in A.W. and then A.W. Denial wins at midseason, half of Denial and in Clay and Attach end up on phase uh, later in that season. So they win events um, in A.W. later on, but obviously different teams. So um, at least in that early, those early years. It makes a little more sense that some teams might have broken up. Um, And then, I believe, so that's 2015. 2016 would have been Black Ops 3, which would have been Envy. Which is the one that I was... stuck to get... Yeah,
0: because they got second at Champs, I believe. They They got second at the
1: event before Champs, too, Yeah,
0: that's that's the one I was surprised about. I wasn't really surprised about any of those early ones, but Envy did surprise me because they stuck together.
1: And then, obviously, we have 2017 as OpTic. They don't win anything in 2018, (laughs) which is World War II, um, which is EG. Then, obviously, that EG team goes to 5v5, but they don't win anything in Black Ops 4. Um, So, Black Ops 4 was E United. Obviously, E United doesn't get into uh, franchising for MW 2019. So, yeah, I mean... You know, you go through the list, it might be something that becomes a little more commonplace later uh, during more years down the road, but um it's impressive nonetheless and you know who knows maybe it is something we we don't see too often in, in terms of the thieves winning champs for them winning event the final year you got to think too just even last year during vanguard like in those we we were talking about the thieves heating up late like there was a lot of talk about the thieves needing to make changes and stuff like that um after the first couple of events because they just weren't performing well uh, they bring in shane as an assistant coach and they finally switch kenny to the sub uh, and it seemed like things clicked for them, obviously evident by those those two championships in Vanguard. And now it looks like, you know, I don't think there's been necessarily any role changes or anything like that for the uh, Thieves th- this year. But it just seems like, you know, now things are starting to click for them and they were able to put together a run and take, take on the title.
0: Another thing that's interesting about the Thieves winning, they are the fourth different team to win a major this year. Major One New York, Major Two Atlanta, Major Three Toronto. Who had like a disastrous like Major Four stage, and then the the thieves uh, turn it on a Major Four again. The same thing that happened last year, although it was a different time, you know, different kind of like uh, part into the season because we have another major uh, before we get to champs. But um, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Major Five has another different team to win because. The it just like a lot of these teams have momentum going into majors, but it's really hard with how tight the skill gap is. Like there's not a huge talent disparity, uh, in my opinion, at least between like the top six teams, the top five, six teams, Um, whereas in the past, like if you go back to champs. 2014 or whatever 2013 you got like mind freak and Tainan minds and killer fish like these teams that probably don't have like a, a big chance at beating some of the top teams whereas you got 12 of the top teams in the league uh, or 12 of the top teams in the world um, it could be argued that maybe there's one or two challengers teams that are better than the current like lower seeded teams right now um, in their current form but in general i i think You have to think that this, the league is more talented than ever. Call of Duty, the players right now, uh, or the teams at least, because we are so top heavy with these top 12 teams. um, It's incredible that these teams are still winning events. LAT, uh, like, I think it's honestly amazing that a team that had every reason to make a change last year. Uh, when things weren't going right, that they stuck by each other and they figured it out, and then they won two events, including the world championship. And this year, I think they have a, a very good chance at that uh, again. Although, I think it's going to be even tougher because Atlanta is—I I think like they're right on the cusp, like of just figuring it out. But at the same time, I think we've said that quite a bit about Phase over the past year and a half, right? Because I, I think at least in my personal opinion, and what I felt is that I got so used to phase being the dominant team to be like the team to beat essentially. Um, and they're still number one in the, the league in terms of standing. So maybe they technically are, but at least in terms of the feeling I have, they're not the team to beat anymore. And that's the thieves. The thieves have kind of taken over that, you know, at least in the moment, maybe that'll change within a few weeks. Maybe LAT will have another bad qualifier run, which is, you know, it happens. They're an LA-based team. It's kind of the luck of the draw at least at least in that point. But um, when it gets to LAN, I, I don't think the thieves can be counted out um, at any point for the rest of the season. Um, what do you think about optic to kind of shift gears here because they did enter Major Four with an undefeated. Uh, major qu- uh, four qualifier record five and oh they beat lat they beat new york they were looking like the best team we talked about it uh, on the preview show we talked about how they were probably the team to beat um and that they were likely the the favorite heading in uh even with no fans which you know i think we both agree is not necessarily a disadvantage for optic but it definitely is an advantage when fans are in the building for them. Oh, so what do you think of optic because they did have a pretty solid run just it's going to be pretty disappointing for the green wall who I I saw was having a little bit of a meltdown on Sunday after LAT won.
1: Yeah, so so they they beat Boston and they beat New York. The the New York win was pretty impressive in my opinion. Uh New York looked strong to start their tournament against Vegas, who Vegas had been looking strong. So um, that set up high expectations, I think, for the showdown between Optic and New York, in my opinion. And then Optic kind of just um, mopped the floor with them. So I was, in my head at that point, I'm, I'm thinking this is still Optic's tournament to win. But then I believe they were on like an 11 hard point map streak or something like that, they said on broadcast. And um, they, they face off against the Thieves in the winner's bracket final and they lose they lose both hard points to uh the thieves so the you know map one was 250 24, 244 so it was very close um but obviously that that just wasn't what you know a lot of people were probably expecting just based on the strength of optic and I know like you you alluded to we, we were both pretty high on optic just based on their online qualifier performance but I think in this series in particular um where am I in the notes that's Oh, it was on Sunday, that's why. <clears throat> um yeah, Hook had a point seven six in the uh optic LA Thieves winners racket series, just wasn't up to par with what he was doing earlier in the tournament. If I go and look uh real quick, I just I without even seeing the numbers, I know he was trying. Yeah, he had a point a one point six in the the 3-0 against the subliners he went 77 and 48 led the lobby in kills uh the next closest to him was 61 from dan ghosty so just a really strong performance out of hook um and then in their first series <clears throat> uh oh who got a point seven eight? but um so i guess i was really thinking about that new york series um being the the big difference but um dash yeah, he had a 1.5 in the uh boston series with 96 kills so you know that that makes it does make it a little difficult more difficult for uh somebody else in just a pure statistical uh standpoint to you know put up numbers similar to that so um that, that must have been what i was thinking it was, was the the 1.6 from hook in the subliner series and then you you compare that to the 0.76 against the thieves um and that that's obviously just not ideal so i um, not saying it was all Hook's fault, but I, I feel like, you know, if Hook's absolutely frying, like, you know, the the AW 2015 Hook that we know and love, um, Optic is just that much harder to beat, and that's just, you know, he, he just had an off-series against the Thieves here in, in the winner's bracket. So, um, yeah, t- t- tough one there, um, but it, it was good, in my opinion, to see Optic immediately bounce back and then just absolutely 3-0, uh, Thaves because that, you know, after losing the first match to uh, the Thieves on Sunday, they, they, the, <laughs> wow, I can't talk. Uh, thieves has to play a loser bracket match after that, so they're coming in hot off a 3-2 against New York, but OpTic doesn't let momentum bother them at all. They almost 100-point club them with a 250-101. to 101. Uh, Then they win a search against FaZe, which at that point you got to be thinking as almost GG there, and uh, then they take the control 3-2. So that was a strong performance um, out of OpTic to get back to the Grand Finals against um, the Thieves, where they did, you know, for the most part, they, they split the hard points. They uh split the s and d's but the thieves won both controls so um i feel like at different points this year i i don't know the exact numbers but i know a lot of people were saying minnesota uh prior to you know this past major cycle or the, the major three cycle where they just didn't win anything um but i know a lot of stuff on broadcast is being said about minnesota like statistically being one of the better control teams but i feel like um the the thieves especially if they're if they're, that's the difference between them winning and losing the grand finals, potentially going too well uh, in control just, you know, that that could be something to look out for, let's just take a quick peek here through the Thieves matches so they they win those there um, I'd say that is interesting, they, the only map they lost in the winner's final optic was the control so, um they won the control against phase. uh and then they lost control against Minnesota. Okay, so um, not really anything to draw there then I guess, but um I I guess just breaking down the maps, so that that could have been the difference in the grand finals, obviously if they're you're splitting the hard points and you're splitting the search and destroy, but you go two and own control.
0: Yeah, I think LAT is a really hard matchup for anybody, obviously, but specifically optic because They kind of mirror each other. Um, Neither team is particularly strong in Search and Destroy. Um, They're not like, you know, Seattle level bad, um, you know, back in the, you know, like earlier part of the season. But their strong suit is Respawn um, in both cases. I'm looking at the uh, LAT's map records um, this season. They are 40 and 24 on hardpoint, 26 and 14 in control. And then almost have a night, like a, an equal record, a 500 record in search 23 and 22. Um, and you know, pulling up optics, I would imagine that they have almost the identical, uh, kind of makeup of their team because they're, you know, a, a really good, uh, respawn team. Uh, which is actually surprising that they're actually the worst game mode is control um, this season, 18 and 22. So they have a a sub 500 record and 27 and 22. So like an above average search record. And then they're incredible at hard point 41 and 22, um, which is uh, slightly better than the thieves hard point record. So um, yeah, I mean, if the difference is control, then it's kind of like, okay like i i don't know how much you can really work on that because they did they won a few of those controls um they they lost so yeah so in the first series in the winners bracket final optic won expo 3-1 and then they lost that map in the grand final to lat 3-1 so i guess that could be the difference right is that they lost an extra control that they had previously won Um, but they they on the same note they they won a hydroelectric hard point uh, in the grand final and they lost that exact same map in game one of the winner's bracket final so I think those two teams are just very they're evenly talented I guess but I would just give the advantage to LAT because they've been a team for The better part of two years now they have championship experience with ghosty their optic has only had him for a few months now um and then you know that pales in comparison to what lat have been building for a really long time here so it's just kind of it's one of those things optic definitely look like one of the best teams in the game uh this weekend and over the past month in the qualifiers but at the end of the day lat have a ton of experience together they're a really tough matchup for optic in terms of game modes and that's just kind of how it goes you know hopefully for the green wall sake they'll be able to figure it out when they get to major, uh, major five and more importantly when they get to champs maybe they pull out an extra hard point maybe they pull out another control because the search was not that big of an issue Um, and I would say that the control is probably the biggest issue. Look, just looking at their full season makeup, maybe that's changed since they've had ghosty. So ghosty came in stage four, right? Uh, before stage four, but they're like, so since stage, uh, the, the major four qualifiers optic is 13 and three in hard point. So they're undefeated on fortress, undefeated on hotel. They're seven and four in search and seven and four in control. I mean, that's really, really good. You, was you I? mean Major 3, right? Uh, major 3, excuse me, yeah. I, I'm just looking at the Major 4 qualifiers and Major 4. So, um, was Ghosty in Major 3 and Major 3 qualifiers? Yeah. He was. So, let's pull everything there. So, they're about even in control. They're slightly above average in Search and Destroy. And then they are overwhelmingly dominant in Hardpoint. 27-9 in Hardpoint. I just... Like, we're so deep into the season, and I do think Optic can improve because they haven't had the most time with Ghosty and this roster. But at the same point, there's only so much time left in the season. I don't know how much you can, like, overhaul your control or your search and destroy game modes to... Combat LAT because they've already kind of dominated phase. Like, I don't know what the exact head to head record is with Optic and phase, but it feels like Optic wow. gets the best of them all of the time, whereas so LAT is, feels like they get the, the best of them.
1: It was Breaking Point. I put it in notes because I was pretty mind blown by it. Breaking Point tweet that Optic Texas are undefeated against phase this season and 8 and 1 all time. But I feel like that has to only be. Optic Texas, like, that can't count the Chicago Huntsman, and it can't count Optic Chicago, because obviously FaZe was better than the Huntsman in MW 2019 for the most part, I know both of them won a couple home series, but that was a different format and then obviously FaZe was the Juggernaut in in Cold War so, um, and Cold War would have been Optic Chicago, so um, yeah, that, that is so, I guess Optic Texas is eight and one against FaZe and undefeated this year, which was pretty uh surprising to me. That's according to breaking point.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm looking it up right now. And just off the off of uh, Gamepedia, phase were one and oh, two and oh, three and oh, four and oh, four and one against Optic Chicago. So I mean, yeah, I, I think it phase At their best was better than Optic when they were Optic Chicago, but FaZe has not been at their best for two seasons now. Like they are definitely the most consistent team, and that's that you could just look at the standings and the fact that they've been the top team in the standings for if they finish number one this season, I think every single year of the CDL, they'll have been the number one team heading into the playoffs, which is incredible. But they would only have one championship to show for it if they don't win this season. Um, which means that, you know, I think week in and week out, FaZe is a very consistent team, but they struggle against some of these top teams, which is not really an indictment on their roster because they won a championship. They went to the grand finals of the two other championships. So like I don't, you know, like they're three for three for getting to the grand finals of champs they're one for three and winning it it's it's not there's no shame in that to be honest like they're a really good team but yeah they are having a lot of trouble with optic at this point and i'm not sure what they can really do to fix that because they were struggling with Arcades last season like I'm, i'm assuming that they lost almost every match that they played them last year um yeah, their their only win was Major Four last year. They won 3-1 against Optic Texas, and they are 0-3 this season. And I I believe that would make them 0-5 last season before that win. Uh, so pretty pretty tough road for FaZe, but I mean Optic has been a really good team. Uh, they were honestly a championship contender until the Illy injury last year. So. Yeah. Um, it's it's pretty hard. Um, any thoughts on what what we've been talking about for the last few minutes?
1: I I think just get, going to Faze in general, though, like the sentiment around them at least in in our eyes, this is one of the first times I even picked them to win the whole thing. And um, I know you picked Seattle to win that first matchup against Faze, especially because Seattle just beat them pretty convincingly to end the Major Four qualifiers. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think FaZe's performance this weekend shows just what they're capable of still so like obviously they lose to uh, The Thieves and Optic and those matches weren't necessarily exactly close but uh, losing to the two grand finalists and getting third again isn't necessarily the worst case scenario especially considering the teams they had to beat to get there were Seattle, Toronto and New York and that's two major champions including the defending major champions Mm -hmm. uh, thrown in there and I I thought FaZe especially looked good against uh, Toronto early on. Uh, Toronto kind of fought back to almost force the reverse sweep, but uh, Atlanta clutched up in the game five. Um, and I thought New York looked pretty strong in this event, too, outside of uh, the the beating from Optic in the winner's bracket. Um, I thought that it's the closest, obviously, you know, placings-wise. It It's not even close to just how much better this is for new york in comparison to their more recent events since winning major one um but i think just like form wise the the team looked the best it's looked since major one in in my eyes um so yeah i i think that in obviously we we always talk about you know only one team can win you know silver linings yada yada um but i i think there are some takeaways for Phase and New York, and in, in this instance, and especially Phase, um, it really seems to be like an online thing. Like, sure, they they don't play great in hardpoint on land necessarily, uh, but they obviously play well enough on land to, to get the job done in some cases. If we look here, like they they win a hydro against Seattle. That that's you know it seems like they're playing more hydro, so maybe they're trying to mix up their map pool. Um, a little bit, but they, so they went one and one in the Seattle series. Uh, they went one and one in the Toronto series. They went one and one in Hardpoint. This is Hardpoint in the Thieves series. And then it would have been in New York. They went one and one in that too. And then they lose to Optic. So I think that's four and five just as off yeah. the top of my head in, in yeah, Hardpoint. Yeah, so I mean, that I feel like that's probably better than what they did in the qualifiers because it felt like they were really struggling and hard playing the qualifiers, or at least that's that seemed to be a recurring theme of that we were talking about week after week. Um, so yeah, I think these are still going to be a contender, sorry, Faze are still going to be a contender uh, throughout the rest of the season. It's just, you know, if they're able to put it all together like they did at Major 2, you know how scary this team can be. Um, but now they, they clearly, well, I think you said, even if they're number one in the standings, you, you probably look at these and Optic as the two top teams in the game right now. So FaZe, for possibly one of the first times, um, doesn't necessarily have that target on their back. And, and they can kind of look up and, and maybe even learn from uh, their losses against those teams, try to adapt, and you know they have that really strong coaching staff we always talk about. So I still believe in FaZe. And I, I think that that's my main point is that this was a better uh performance despite you know getting through it again um it's a better performance than probably some people are expecting out of them based on their per- qualifier performance
0: yeah um they were as far as i can see their qualifier performance um in hardpoint at least so the major four qualifiers was worse than it was in the major 3 qualifiers, worse than it was in major 3 and it was worse than major 4. Uh so, you know, those qualifiers were th- they went 3 and 6 in hard point. They went 4 and 5 in major 4 like you said. They went 3 and 4, I believe, um in major 3 and they in major 3 qualifiers they were uh 3 and 5. So like there's They're pretty consistent in that they are pretty inconsistent in in hard point. They are a a slightly below 500 hard point team. Um, They are not a good control team, which is hurting them, of course. Uh, And then they're an excellent search and destroy team. Almost like very similar to Vegas, except they are not nearly as bad uh, in control as Vegas is. And they're, I think, a little better in hard point, but... Um, they have like the same makeup as as Vegas, which you know we'll get to them eventually. But um, it's not it's not a great makeup at the moment, and I just think like they're a really bad uh, fit or you know optic and LAT because they are so good in respawns and you know they're decent at search. Those teams are very difficult for them to beat um, phase because like. Search is their one thing, but if you can't force a game five because you you can't win a control when you need to, or you can't split the hard points, you don't get to game five. And I think that's what's hurting Phase at the moment is that they're so inconsistent in respawn that they're just not able to beat these teams that are they have the the advantage. And I think we you know we've talked about it quite a bit throughout the history of the show. Like SND win championships, but Respawns make up the majority of a series. You gotta be at least proficient in respawns to to be you know good, to be great, to win championships. Um, and when FaZe was winning the championships in in 2021, when they were at the top of you know they were I think the favorite probably heading into uh, the first CDL championship in 2020. If I remember correctly, they were the number one seed at least, and you know they were definitely one of the best teams um, at that point they were they were winning respawns and they were not a an SD only team but it seems like they've kind of become like a specialized team now where that the search part which the reason they brought in Tupac in what was that 2021 22 um, the reason they even brought him in was because they were struggling like at least in the moment they were struggling with search. And now it's something that they excel in, but they just they can't figure it out in the other game modes. And there aren't a ton of hard point and control coaches just floating around the CDL that they can pick up, at least at this point in the season especially, heading into major five qualifiers. it's I just don't know if Faze is going to be able to catch back up by the time that it really matters when they get the champs. But I, I will say one last thing is, the fact that they are still the number one seed at the moment, maybe that will change as we get to Major Five, especially if uh, LAT or Optic win Major Five, that could help them uh, leapfrog Phase. But Phase will have that one seed; they'll have an advantage. They'll probably play Minnesota um, uh, right now. If the season ended today, they play Minnesota in the winners' bracket, or in the you know the winners' bracket, you know, round one of champs. So. Um, you know i I think FaZe has a lot of work to do. I don't know if they're going to really be able to pull it off, um, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think uh, before we get into these these other teams, I wanted to get your thoughts on Shane sitting behind Optic because some Optic fans were, I will say, a tad upset that Shane, the uh, LATS coach, um, so it was losers bracket finals between. Optic and phase if I'm remembering correctly um, I believe it was uh, that series Shane sat behind the optic players because there aren't weren't any fans they weren't they didn't have a main stage or anything It was very much like a local land uh, type environment with major Four. Shane sat behind optic He said he watched the uh, one S&D. So, you know the second map of the series and then he got up and left um but somebody took a screenshot of him sitting behind it and said like this is unacceptable this is just cheating blah 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 i want to get your thoughts on that because you've been a long time cod fan you've watched many lands in your lifetime so what are your thoughts on that i mean the the uh, let's see
1: so My immediate reaction is that it's just a byproduct of the environment and a result of the, um, you know, the no crowd and the setup of the event in Columbus. you wouldn't see this if if the event was at you know it was in new york where we're supposed to be in a regular arena with fans and stuff like that and the teams are on stage like it's probably just an oversight or something they didn't really think about but um the one thing about that screenshot in particular is that there's also joe deceives fame and then i can't remember who the other person but there's other people sitting right behind them too watching the games too so are we going to say that like you know it's it's not possible for you know the gorillas in minnesota to learn anything from sitting behind optic too, or do we only care because you know thieves are playing optic in the grand finals and optic is optic um i saw some funny tweets from jcap though and jcap and uh kind of had the same tweet let me go look um
0: You're talking about JCAPS. Someone once tweeted me asking if I found solace in losing IW no, 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 no,
1: no. Yeah, it was in response, and he said, "Um, the to the breaking point tweet." Maven tweeted, "This is the dumbest thing I'll see today." And then JCAP responded, "Shane, hearing Optics Mercado S and D strat calls was vital to our success." In parentheses, we haven't played Mercado S and D since Major Two, <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny. Um, and i don't know if that's good justification for it i think again you know it's probably just an oversight um but i i don't necessarily think it's the end of the world ideally like i said we're, we're, these matches are being played in a stadium those teams are on stage and you know not even their own coaches behind them so um I, yeah i think an oversight in terms of the setup and just probably something that wasn't thought about um but Especially if this wasn't even a match in the grand finals and Shane's just sitting back there. Like, I, I I don't think. I think Optic fans are just trying to
0: find something to nitpick at there. But, you know, what are we going to do? Yeah. And even if he was sitting on the opposite side and he wasn't watching Optic, he could hear everything they were saying because there's no fans. Like, it's, it's like an empty building, essentially. So, like, he doesn't they're like oh, people are like oh he's he's listening to their strats it's like they're calling out in hardpoint like there's there are no real strats in hardpoint it's their breakouts and then like coordinated pushes but like he's a coach i'm sure he's been able to watch all of their gameplay for the entire season it doesn't really matter like he's going to be able to look at this game look at the mini-map, regardless of when or where he does it. He's gonna be able to get this information. And I, I just I just think it's so stupid. Like it's uh it's just people whining essentially like Optic lost. They lost fair and square. Like I, I don't think any of the players would say anything differently. Uh they lost to LAT. LAT is the better, more experienced team. It happens. Um but yeah I don't think Shane was you know, hatching a diabolical plan behind them during losers finals. But I did want to bring it up because it did kind of pop off. People really got sensitive about it. Um, And it, I tweeted that it gives me life because I I love reading those comments of these like very angry fans getting really upset about nothing. Uh, You know, it's, it, it, you know we see it in real sports all the time about how people get upset over the smallest things or they they want to make like um almost like excuses for their own teams shortcomings when i don't think the players themselves would do that but i did want to bring that up before uh we moved on um into this uh major recap uh let's talk about NYSL you did speak on them a little bit you said how strong they they looked uh, particularly in the Vegas series um, they did uh, end up losing to Optic 3 0. Then they dropped down the loser's bracket and beat Minnesota and then lost to FaZe. Um, a pretty tough series to go out. They obviously the major one champions um, and they haven't been able to get back to that point. But the I think this might have, I think this is probably definitely their best performance at a major since then. Um, they had a pretty tough major three, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, uh, what do you think of NYSL and their performance at Major 4?
1: Yeah, I think I, I pretty much said everything I wanted to say about New York. Um, just, you know, my overall thought is this, you know, is their best placing since Major 1, and I felt like their form was probably the best that we've seen since they lifted the trophy at the beginning of the season. So um, I will mention, though, that the uh, potentially – widely being speculated on Twitter, or regarded, I guess is a better word, as one of the best clutches in competitive Call of Duty history was a bz's one v four in this match against uh NYSL it was just kind of absurd. Um, from my perspective, it looked like Priest, I believe, who is the last guy, may have gotten an auto mantle because like he was kind of mantling on top of like the Godheady on um, hotel um by that A bomb site. So like you usually wouldn't want to mantle on it and just be standing in the open. I think he was trying to jump and it it mantled because he was too close to the box, but um, nonetheless, it was a really spectacular play out of a BZ, but yeah, I think New York beat the teams you expect them to beat at this event for the most part, and then uh they they lost to you know teams that you probably expect them to lose to just based off of how they've been playing recently but this is obviously a side you know it's a better sign of potentially good things to come from them heading into the most important time uh, of the season but if you don't have anything else to talk about with new york i am ready to talk about the team that i want to talk the most about
0: i believe that would be vegas it is yeah, I was this, I was gonna bring him up. So let's talk about Vegas. Um, what you you give your ar- opening argument or whatever it is in court? <laughs> talk about the Vegas Legion. So if you know, t- you take out the. Vegas
1: performance in the qualifiers if someone told you that Paris finished last at a major or Vegas finished last at a major it necessarily wouldn't be that surprising maybe Vegas uh, a little more surprising than Paris in the past but you know that's semantics um, this had to be a different tournament for Vegas though in terms of finally being in the winner's bracket having a chance and opportunity to separate themselves from Minnesota to trying you know pushed themselves up to CDL point standings just a little bit more uh, in hopes of qualifying for champs, they had, you know, their own destiny in their hands. And, you know, it's not over. We, we can talk about that more. You sent their schedule, though, for major five qualifiers. And it's going to be tough. Um But that aside, they they were in control of their destiny here at this tournament for arguably one of the first times in the franchise history, and they blew it. This just a really disappointing performance out of this squad, especially based on how well they played in the qualifiers. Um, You could argue, you know, you, you picked... New York to, to win the first round matchup. I, I picked Vegas. That, that was obviously uh, more of a pick with my heart there. But, you know, just based on perfor- recent performances, it, it really, you know, it could have been a coin flip in, in my opinion, honestly. Um, But New York is a major champion, and, and they showed it in that first match. And I believe Temp had like a point four three KD or something like
0: that. Yeah, and, I think it was the lowest uh, KD in yeah, like, CDL history. That You just don't expect that out of Temp. That's just a... Um, that there's no other
1: way to say like 22 and 51 that's just a really bad series um and it's going to be really hard for a team to win with anybody any team to win with any player playing like that regardless of who they are but let alone vegas is arguably their best player um and the guy they built the squad around so um you know, lately that the New York series could have gone either way in a lot of people's eyes, and obviously in our eyes because we had them. Uh, we were split on that one, but then that Florida series, like that, that has to be a must-win game for them. They, I believe, they played in the qualifiers in yeah. Vegas, one three one. I'm pretty sure, because that was, like, the first time Fellow and Clay played in a while or something like that. And it was
0: the first time that Vegas had beaten, like, Florida this season, because they had only played, like, once this year, and they have been notoriously bad against, like, the bottom four teams as
1: well. So that's... uh, This... It was just an absolutely must-win series for Vegas in terms of their hopes for champs, getting points, continuing on in this tournament after their first round, uh, first round loss, and they just they weren't able to close it out. And it goes to a Game 5, which Search has been a good mode for Vegas, although it has been a good mode for Florida, especially with Havoc in the lineup. But then the, they had a 5-2 lead in the Game 5, and they just let it slip right through their fingers, and Florida won four in a row. I believe it was 5-2 because I believe that's what it I was typed. Yeah. Um, so that's four straight rounds that Florida were able to clutch up. And when, you know, hats off to Florida for, you know, this is, I'm pretty sure, major three, they, it was New York who they beat in the loser bracket first round after starting down there right away, you know, pretty not sure. having a lot of, Expectations for Florida, just are, most people not having any expectations for them starting in the loser's bracket. And I'm pretty sure this is two consecutive tournaments now where they won their first match in the loser's bracket. Um But yeah, this really disappointing result for Legion. This is just an opportunity. They had to try to come away with uh, some more points and especially more points than Minnesota, which they obviously weren't able to do because Minnesota ends up winning two matches. Um I guess we can kind of talk about Minnesota there. The, the Minnesota versus London match, that that's kind of one. Even when we were talking about Pickham, you know, I really didn't want to pick either team. Um, but like Minnesota had to win that series, too. They actually did, unlike Vegas, had to win their series against Florida, and they weren't able to. Um, but then the Minnesota upset over Seattle is just really impressive, especially the way Seattle's been playing of late um that's a really big win and that puts minnesota now in a you know a better spot for that last last spot at champs so um vegas is gonna have to have a really good performance in these qualifiers and it's a pretty tough schedule for them um and then they're gonna have to go on a run at at major five to you know try to capitalize and secure a spot at champs but it's really just that they they had their destiny, I I know I kind of keep repeating it, but, you know, the, their fate is in their own hands now. Um, whatever, you know, saying you want to say or whatever, the, they dealt the cards and you know, now they got to play them out because they had an
0: opportunity here and they, they really just squandered it. Yeah. Um, this is, I mean, it's been a pretty bleak existence for the Legion and the CDL's history um, outside of... That one good home series that the Legion had in 2020, Um, they've been downright shameful for most of their existence. They've been really bad. Obviously, we've talked about it at length about last season, the worst season in CDL history. Um, But this, this was even more disappointing than many of those losses last season because they got our hopes up. They... They are part of this. They deserve some blame because the expectations have been so low for Legion uh, for years now. And now, entering into Major 4, they were tied for uh, for 8th place. They were tied with Minnesota with 130 CDL points. They own the tiebreaker against Minnesota. And they started in the winner's bracket, so they had a buffer. They could lose to New York and still have a chance to walk away with 10 or more CDL points. And they don't do that. They get absolutely dunked on by New York. The The opening hard point is decently close as a 50-point game. Then they get 6 0 in search. They get 3-0'd in control. That's atrocious to be honest. And I know New York's a good team. I didn't expect them to win. I picked against the Legion for a reason. But then they'll lose to Florida, like you said. they, They did what we expected, essentially, is like they won one of the hard points. They won game two search. But we were expecting them to clutch up game five search and win that series and then probably get knocked out the next round because that's just kind of you know what Vegas does or maybe they might win another round in the losers bracket but to walk away with zero points and it's just made so much worse because Minnesota actually pulled off some wins so now we head into the major five qualifiers and Minnesota has a 20 point lead on Vegas and we only have this set of qualifiers in the last major left 20 points doesn't seem like a lot, but if you're Vegas with the schedule that they have, 20 points seems almost impossible, to be honest. I will read you their schedule for the major five qualifiers. First, the Las Vegas Legion play Optic Texas on the first day of the qualifiers. On the second day, they play the New York Subliners who just three owed them at Major four. Week two. First match of uh, first day of the week two, they play Atlanta Phase, a team that is really really tough, especially with how they match up against each other. The last day of major uh, of week two, the Legion play the Minnesota Rocker, the team that they were tied with heading into the the um the fourth major, but so I that, will say that's that, a
1: non-negotiable must-win. Yeah,
0: the Legion are undefeated against Minnesota this year. They're like 3-0, I think, against the Rocker this season. So you would expect them to win that match, but you would also ex- have expected them to beat the Florida Mutineers in a very much must-win scenario for them. And then the final match for the Legion of the major five qualifiers against the Seattle Search. Again, this is not an impossible game, but i will say that the seattle surge are a much much better team than the legion are in general and that's why i said i tweeted i would be sh- i would be stunned if the legion won more than two games two games i would be surprised that they win that in the qualifiers but if they won 3 i would be like on the floor i i would not believe that based on the schedule they are they could surprise me they could surprise us as a league and as as a podcast they might surprise us and win against i don't, I, I don't know which of those teams probably phase would be like the weakest right now maybe new york uh but like it's it's not looking great um with how the legion have been playing but yeah that's it's it might be over like and that and it sucks because we talked about it last week uh, this is the first time that they were in the winner's bracket. I talked about how Clayster had kind of like really I like I don't want to give him all the credit, but like he's been a part of like these reclamation projects around the league, um, or in, in his his history. He's had these times where it's not looked great because the, the players might not fit together on paper, but then they pull out results and they perform way above expectations. And that's happened. For the most part, this season, like I don't think a lot of people were really thinking that the Legion would be in this position of, you know, getting to champs and whatnot. But once you're in that position and you get to eighth place, you get into a tie with Minnesota, you have to perform. You have to get up to the level that people think you should be. And, you know, that it it sucks because they're going to get a lot of, like, you know, This is like the first time that we're talking real bad about Vegas this season because it's been a mostly positive experience, at least relative to what we've seen over the past few years. But man, this weekend, especially losing 5-2 or losing that last search and destroy after being up 5-2, that is painful. That's like a a horrific loss. And I just don't know if they're going to be able to, you know, get out of it like Maybe they'll get a, an easier draw for Major uh, 5. If they start in the loser's bracket, they might play, say, like Florida or, I, I don't know, like maybe a Toronto team that's struggling uh, coming down to the loser's bracket. But I just don't see them being able to win two more matches than Minnesota. Because Minnesota, and, and we're not even counting that Minnesota, could win more matches because they play London this week or, you know, next week um, in the major five qualifiers. They also play Boston. Um, they play LAT and Toronto, but like they have a much easier schedule on paper than Vegas does. And I, I think that's just going to kind of do Vegas in. And that sucks because they might not even get to champs, which is being hosted in their, in their city. So it, um, it's a, it's a pretty horrible weekend for, for the Legion. Um. Any thoughts on Minnesota in general because they overperformed, but um, they are now in the driver's seat for the last spot in champs?
1: Um, I'm going to look at the numbers real quick. I think it must have been the London series between Minnesota and London. Uh, Fame had a 1.26 in that series. I thought there was a series where maybe it it is the – um, Seattle series. Yeah, I think he had a good Seattle series. Um, there's a .98 in that series. So I don't know what I was thinking of, but um, this was really just my first time watching Fame, and I I thought he played pretty well. Um, you know, obviously looking back at these numbers, it's it's nothing, um, you know, necessarily absolutely wild or anything, but a 1.26 and a 3-0 against. Uh, London is is nothing to scoff at. At least he had 58 kills, which was the most in the series. Bance is right behind him, though, at 57. Cami had 56. Cami at a 1.4. So, uh, that is just a good team series out of Minnesota overall. But yeah, I mean, look, they just like we're talking about with Vegas, Minnesota knew the task at hand for them too. I believe, like. Minnesota hadn't won a map against LA Thieves at all this year heading into this major. I think that it was like they were 0-4, and, and it was three, four, three 3 3-0s. Um, could be wrong on that, but um, I'm pretty sure I saw something on like the Thursday before the event of something along those lines. So um, they were able to respond from that first-round loss to the eventual champions with two wins and like I said that that win against Seattle is just absolutely massive and it gives them sort of that cushion so like they're in the driver's seat and you know they they were in the winner's bracket just like Vegas they lost in the first round just like Vegas but they were able to uh, rebound and capitalize on their position in the winner's bracket to at least come away with some points from this major um no, they're they're gonna have to try to build off that, and I think um, the Legion versus Minnesota match will be a big one. But also, you know, it could be one that doesn't mean that much if Minnesota is able to, you know, take so take away some stuff from this major and, uh, you know, get a couple of wins before that. And if Vegas loses a couple of matches at the start, that that gap could widen a little bit between the two of them. So, uh, who knows? But yeah, I think. Um, for, for everything, you know, we had Minnesota not necessarily playing great at the end of the qualifiers after they had their little home series where they got the wins. um, They, they did an admiral job here to at least walk away with some points.
0: Yeah. Um, some teams that we haven't talked about, Toronto, um, Seattle, and Florida LAG, London, I mean the bottom three we don't really need to talk about. I did want to mention that London – Um, This is the fourth major, so every single major this season, they have not won a match yet. Um, So they are in dead last at the moment with 60 CDL points. Uh, They won two of their six matches in the Stage 1 qualifiers, um, and then they won one match in the Major 2 qualifiers, two matches in the Major 3 qualifiers, and then one match against the Vegas Legion in the major four qualifiers, which again is pretty haunting for Legion fans out there. Um LIG, you know, their downward slide just continues. It's pretty sad that the season has gone off the rails so bad. Um, Florida, they did win a, a match at the major, which very, you know, like what you just said about um, Minnesota, like an admirable performance. Like this team is, is not, good but they beat vegas they might have ruined the legion season and that's that's what they should be doing they should be playing spoiler to these teams um and i i think technically they're not eliminated yet from champs contention but all of those teams would essentially need a perfect major five qualifiers and a you know to win major five at this point to catch up to minnesota um so any thoughts on Toronto and Seattle as teams that we really haven't spoken a lot about, but um, they both are still in the top six and um, but you know not strong performances from either at this major.
1: I think you know all things considered based on Toronto's online play heading into this major, that them getting uh two wins you know, and almost, you know, they they push phase to the brink too. It's it's obviously not ideal for a defending champion. Um, but obviously just based off their one and four performance in the online qualifiers, like, mm-hmm. it could have been worse. So yeah. um think they still have some things to work on. Um but yeah, it, like I said, it could have been worse And, you know, Seattle, obviously just the big upset there too. uh Minnesota, they, you know, still up and down team but um you know pred's really been firing in all cylinders so they go back to work a little bit um they and they they figure things out towards the end of the year here they're still a really tough team so i think you know it's just the product of the the tournament atmosphere there's so many so much talent in this league and and so many good teams that you know even some of them are going to lose on some days so um yeah, I mean, even, you know, looking at the top four, you got LAT, OpTic, Phase, and New York. Like, that literally leaves out the two teams we're just talking about here in Toronto and Seattle, and those are both two teams in my eyes that could win a tournament, and obviously Toronto just did win a tournament. So uh, I think it just speaks volumes to uh, the amount of talent in this league and, and all that good stuff we've talked about numerous times on the pod before.
0: So the standings at the moment, uh, at number one, Phase; number two, OpTic, LAT in third Toronto in fourth, NYSL fifth, Seattle sixth, Boston seventh, eighth Minnesota with a 20-point lead over ninth place, Las Vegas. And then in 10th, you have Florida, 11th, LAG, and 12th, London. Um, The top three teams, Atlanta, Optic, and LAT, have all qualified for champs. Uh, they are like mathematically qualified i believe toronto with another win would mathematically qualify as well Uh, but the seedings are still very much up for grabs pretty much at every spot Um, optic and second is only 25 points behind phase and they had 30 more points between the major four qualifiers and major four than phase so it is very possible that Optic could get the number one seed. It's going to be tougher for LAT or Toronto. Um, it, you know, it's going to be almost impossible for those teams unless Phase really melts down. I feel like um, even with a perfect major four qualifier set and, or major five qualifier set and the major five, it would almost be impossible unless Phase has a meltdown. Um, so the big ones that we'll be watching and we will preview all of this next week uh but Minnesota and Vegas that's kind of the race to eighth like that's the most interesting uh part of the last week and it's pretty much the exact same situation we had last year where N- uh, NYSL was trying to make their late season push for ch- a champ spot and i believe we had Minnesota and Florida trying to get in as well and it ended up going pretty poorly for Florida and Minnesota i believe I think it was Florida. They missed out on champs on a tiebreaker with NYSL, so um, we might have that again. Which it would probably not end too well for Minnesota if that is the case. Uh, but it's it's going to be a pretty interesting week. I'm very excited. I, I love the end of the season CDL. Um, you know, it's definitely the my favorite time of the the Call of Duty year when we have champs kind of on the horizon teams are really pushing trying to figure out anything they can to get some momentum heading into the the most important tournament of the year but before we have champs we still have a, a last major um which i'm very excited about finally getting fans back in as well after a a fanless a pretty soulless existence in uh in columbus this past weekend um Anything you're looking forward to or you want to discuss? Uh, we probably should discuss Nero right before we get out of here.
1: Uh, that's really what I was going to say. You know, tying in with the standings in seventh place, Boston is at 160. Minnesota's in eighth, right behind him at 150, and Vegas is 130. If Boston slides and Minnesota and Vegas get hot, uh, there's a possibility there Boston might miss out on champs, and especially um, – Maybe that has something to do with this, who knows, but, you know, just based off recent performances, they're making another change and they're bringing Vivid back in for Nero. Um, So I don't necessarily know how the team is going to work. I would say in general, I don't expect a lot of roster changes just because, you know, across the league in this like week off before the qualifiers start next week, Um, just because I feel like, you know, we're almost at the end of the season now. So teams really either know if if they're in the running or not. So a change like this, where it's like a a player who's already signed to the org and was just on the bench and they're able to, you know, swap him in and out, um, see what works, then I I guess that's not necessarily uh, too surprising, but I am kind of surprised Nero uh, got benched. He was obviously the rookie last year for Boston, and I I talked to Denz, the GM of Boston, uh, at meter two, um, and he spoke pretty highly of Nero. So I am a little surprised that he's benched um, now, but I've also uh thought vivid's a really good player and I was kinda confused about him getting benched to begin with. So I guess it it's just gotta be a case of Boston trying to find what works and uh what could potentially lead them to
0: the most success possible. Yeah, and last season they did something similar when they benched Capsidol for Vivid. Um and I believe that was before the final major as well. Uh but you know Ma- or Boston kinda has at least twice now that they've made these late season Roster changes, maybe trying to get kind of a honeymoon period um, as we head into the final part of the CDL season. And uh, they try to lock up one of the top eight seeds, uh, which, you know, it'd be pretty shocking to see them slide out of the top eight. But, um, you know, who knows? Like, crazier things have happened. You know, NYSL happened last year, and that seemed almost impossible for a team that far down to to slide back into top 8. So, um Boston trying to be proactive and hope that it works so they they can get uh another birth to the CDL championship, which would be pretty pretty solid for them all things considered to make champs uh in their first two seasons. Um you we know, are pickum records uh before we get out of here. Uh, we both went 12 and 6. A lot of our picks were pretty much the same, uh, except like, I think the last day we kind of flip-flopped on LAT and Optic and maybe Phase and Optic. I think that might have been the only changes. But, uh, you know, I think a lot of, like... We, we went with Chalk, I think, a lot in those picks. Um, and you got the Vegas picks wrong. Uh, I, or you got both wrong. I got one wrong, um, which it just not a good omen for Vegas as we head down. I thought we had broken. You got both uh,
1: Seattles wrong though.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's just the Seattle experience at this point. I can't pick them at all or they will never win. Um, So you are 97 and 71 on the season, uh, 12 and six at major four. I also went 12 and six, 92 and 76. So you have a five game advantage heading into the major five qualifiers, which start not this coming week or this week that you're listening to it, but next week. Um, so the first week of May, I believe, um, will be when major five qualifiers begin. Um, and we'll preview all of that next week or next week uh, when we do our next show. Um, I, I think we'll probably try to just, because usually our predictions go pretty quickly, I think we'll try to, Kind of break it up and just give our like a little vibe check for each of the teams as we get into this because we are about to go into the most important part of the season Um, and some of these teams we will absolutely not talk about once they are eliminated from champs contention we don't talk about some of these teams as is but there's absolutely no point to talk about the london royal ravens when they're watching champs at home so um we'll give a little bit of a vibe check as we uh before we do our predictions next week um just to kind of make sure everybody's on the same page um anything else before i close out the show
1: Nope, I was just going to say, you know, who knows? Maybe we're, I'm completely off and multiple teams do make some last minute changes here, um, but I would be very yeah. surprised if that's the case. But obviously, if any teams do make any further roster changes uh, over the next week, we will definitely talk about them next time.
0: For sure uh, make sure to subscribe like or follow the feed wherever you're listening or watching on make sure they would give us a five-star rating on apple podcast and a like on our youtube videos which we've really appreciated the support on the youtube channel over the past like well the whole season really but especially over the past month uh some of those videos have done really really well and we have absolutely no idea why but still thank you uh follow us on twitter at jbink with two k's uh at prez buyers and the podcast twitter is at Ego Chat podcast next show will be uh, sometime during the first week of May. Um, we're trying to we we've done some Monday shows and then release them on Tuesday. We've done done some Tuesday shows and released them on Wednesday. Um, I don't know which p- people prefer. So if you have a preference, if you like listening to the podcast or watching it on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, please let us know. That just gives us more feedback, so we can kind of make the show how you guys prefer it, um, to be honest. Um, but next show we'll be previewing the major five qualifiers, uh, for week one, the first 10 matches. Um, and we'll, like I said, give a little vibe check for all of these teams heading into the last 20% of the regular season. Uh, but that does it for me. Bank, take it away. Yep. Sure. And sweet. Thank you guys. As always for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the
1: major. Hope you enjoyed, um, our our analysis, if that's what you want to call it. Um, Any feedback, like Preston said, please let us know. And yeah, other than that, we'll see you next week. Remember to always send the chow.